Hello, hello, hello. It is me, Joel Walkowski, the Sultan of Wall Street. Gather around, breadheads. It is time to carbo load. This is Hold My Bread. Unfortunately, Matthew, this is the $1,197 podcast <laughs> this week. <laughs> Say hello to my co host and friend. Hello, I'm here. We're here. Welcome to another episode. Hey, shout out to all the people that heard me on Keith and the Girl. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming thank to pay us coming. a little visit. Yeah, Who do you like you better, for... Keith or the girl? Yeah. Well, you know, I'll tell you. I've done the show a couple times. Usually, uh, the girl on my side, Keith, uh, also on my side, but Keith uh, was really on my side this time, and um, Hemda was really, really laying into me. Yeah, I understand. I also ran it ran with an iconic New York duo this week. Of course, I did have a threesome with Raymore and Flanagan. <laughs> so we were all doing well. But yeah, our portfolio not so much. After rallying a little bit, our Slack stock is is down. Synchronous Technologies is down. Lloyd's of London down below the three dollar barrier for a while. Trox, which is really the star of our portfolio, down to nine forty. Amarin, our baby, down to nineteen forty. Ford up a little bit. Pinterest up a little bit, but we bought it late. And um, I know last week we discussed um, buying Sprint stock because uh-huh. they were going to be maybe acquired by T-Mobile. And unfortunately, I think the fifty-two dollars was deducted from my account, and then was never the purchase never happened. What? <laughs> it's the eight dollars of in our, of buying power in the whole my Barite portfolio. I see the $52 has gone from Chase. That money has just vanished, which it would be slightly better if it was in Sprint stock. Wow, yeah. I'd be emailing Robinhood and being like, get the fuck, get it right. I don't know. My whole life's a mess. I, I tried to track down a pizza refund from two weeks ago. I'm still chasing that. So I got I to gotta take care of this pizza first. Then I'll get the Sprint money. Yeah, <laughs> pizza first, <laughs> then Sprint. Well, I, you pay premium pizza for an Archie's, and it comes all burnt. Like, I'm paying oh, $35. You know, I, I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to be paying $35 for a pizza, like, it better be great. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm not going to accept a lesser product. I'm not a can-I-talk-to-the-manager sort of person. But right. But there is a certain point where you have to. And uh, we just talked about the Sprint. We t- we went into that a little bit last week because Sprint was my stock pick, and I meant to invest money in it. But um, would you guys Google the Sprint T-Mobile merger? Like, it's kind of funny when I do it. Like, there's it, there's actual right yeah there's actual fake news pinned at the top of the page. It, the link looks slightly different, and for me, it says that the merger always has, has already gone through. Meanwhile, it hasn't has yet to gone through. The judge has yet to weigh in, weigh in and make their decision. T-Mobile stock is a winner, Sprint merger or not, five hours ago. That's what I'm seeing. Three potential suitors if Sprint can't marry T-Mobile. The latest odds of T-Mobile Sprint merger approval. Okay, no, right, I just did it right here. Just Sprint merger right here. You see how that's a <laughs> fake news story right there at the top of the page? Holy shit, yeah. One hundred percent. It's from a news outlet called Digital Trends. Wow! And it says the Justice Department has officially approved the merger, but that's not the case. Yeah. Like, and it's pinned. Like the first time you you look it up, it's 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 
It's a it's a sponsored like it's a featured snippet. Oh well, here we go. New York Times though. The Justice Department on Friday approved the merger of T-Mobile and Sprint, the third and fourth largest wireless companies in the United States, saying its antitrust concerns had been addressed and given its blessing to deal with that deal that would reshape the nation's wireless industry. And it is kind of a bummer story because they're getting getting rid of Virgin Mobile, which was my old carrier. I loved them. What about Richard Branson? What's he going to do? He's going to fly around and be all alone? Well, I think people might be getting away from their private planes at the moment. So. Just him and his teeth just clacking around the skies. Yeah. I, I, I am a little bit nostalgic for Virgin Mobile going away. Uh, you know, I, I watched MTV. I, I like it. He was They were big on MTV. Yeah, I, I had no credit. I got taken in a banking scam, so I couldn't even get a cell phone account. Yeah. <laughs> so Virgin Mobile was a good place to hang my hat. Absolutely. I'm, you know, Virgin Mobile, where'd the name come from? Pretty solid. Yeah, it's, it's also okay. a record store and a flight. So it's got everything <laughs> it's a you fight. want. Flight. Oh, flight. <laughs> you know, that's what that's a term for airlines. Yeah. Well, I, I booked a fight the other day. It's a fight to L.A. Yeah, we didn't do a, a deep dive into Berkshire Hathaway at all. So No, not yet. But we will. It's just a flight company. We're going to go there. They're the world's most expensive stock. We should save up and buy just one stock. Well, what did we decide it was? It's like four grand, isn't it? it? No, it's $300,000 for a single share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, I was pretty close to my four grand. Um, Yeah, so the portfolio is down a little bit. And I think it's because my personal portfolio is a little bit down. And I think it's because the, uh, you, you know what it is. Say it with me, folks. The Chinese. No, the coronavirus. Not the Chinese. The, coro- <laughs> the coronavirus. Uh, the fucking coronavirus. Um, what is it? Killed 106 people or something? Um, something terrible? It's, not- it's killed a lot. You're starting to see people walk around in masks when they're on the street in New York City. That's kind of baffling to me. A lot more. I feel like a lot I, of masks. A lot more masks than normal. I feel like I always used to see a, a few of them, but now there's definitely a lot. And now, can we invest in a mask making company? Well, John, let's get some Johnson and Johnson. Well, stock it's right funny now. you say that because um, face masks are 3M's big seller. Um, they uh, 3M makes post-it notes, scotch tape. Uh, they make things for wound dressing. Um, they are uh, su- they're selling a ton of these masks because of um, the coronavirus. And this is kind of like what we've. I don't know if we've talked about this in the podcast, but I've talked about this in private conversations where it's like the world is dangerous. The, uh, the 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 environment is getting more unsafe. Air quality is dropping. Investing in water, investing in I mean you know face masks, investing in uh, you know broken bottles to 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 attach to the outside of your vehicle. You know, at what point do they close the stock market? You know, the streets are lava. The shares yeah. of 3M Who are rings at the bell? $600,000. Yeah. Are we still ringing the bell when we have to just cross the apocalypse to get to school or work? I mean, you know, who will ring the be- who who will ring the bell if we're all covered in lava and being hunted down by apes? Uh, Greta Thunberg in the ultimate I told you so. She will be converted to capitalism and she will drag us all to hell. Beautiful. Uh, you love to see it. <laughs> oh, wow. We made the producer laugh. Uh, we should mention that we are with the producer who likes us this week. We are taking a hiatus from the producer who hates us. We will be back with him next week. Yeah. You'll be able to tell because there will be no laughter in the background. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you can tell that we are just... Um, Recording in the scenery from the film Hard Eight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, uh, let me ask you this, Leif. Uh, Have you ever 
knowingly cheated a casino? <laughs> no. All right. There we go. I don't know if you're familiar with our other producer, but he got kicked out of a casino for counting cards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know. You got a lot of catching up to do, man. What's yeah. this? You got, are you into some ZD shit? No, no, not at all. Yeah, right? do, you, do you have a switchblade or brass knuckles around here? Because he does. Yeah. But it, don't, don't bring up switchblade or brass knuckles because my dad will hear the podcast and mail him a switchblade and brass knuckles. <laughs> That's all he gives oh, anyone. Yeah, you're right. I did, I did put it out in the world. Knowing that you don't have one, you're, you're going to get one of the Yeah, 100%. Now. Vegas is taking that off the board right now. And then Richie's just putting five grand on it. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to count uh, the switchblades you get. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, so 3M is seeing a big bump in uh, their sales because of these masks. Uh, and I work I, I work in Midtown with a lot of tourists, and so I see people come from all around the world. And people, you know, I've been seeing a lot of people wearing masks, a lot of fashion masks. I don't know if they're functioning. I don't know. Is if there anything harder than not doing the Bane ma- voice when wearing one of those masks? <laughs> <laughs> It is impossible. I like to uh, think of myself as more of a Breaking Bad guy when I wear one of those. You know, I'm like, Jesse, we have to cook. You know, are you, are you doing a, ma- a funny voice than do it? Wear thirty minutes of putting on one of those masks? Um, of course, uh, but of course. <laughs> I put on the mask. You were, I was born in the mask. You you merely adopted it. I, I was really into doing the Bane voice. I feel like we did have a whole summer of doing it the Bane fun. voice. It was fun. It was fun. And if you know me, you know my day job is I work. Um, I'm the hired strongman on fancy photo shoots. It's true. You are a strong. It's so, on your business card. It is. I'm just a, a hired husk of meat. Mm-hmm. It's what I do. We need some muscles and legs. It's, that's the Joel Walkowski brand, baby. Yeah. But I did this fancy photo shoot in Miami. The photographer was this fabulous Korean man named Sang. He had all these assistants who carried around umbrellas. Uh He wore solid gold shoes. Uh He was a real trip. Are you sure it wasn't Pitbull? It sounds like Pitbull. It could have been Pitbull. There's no way. A little bit. I didn't see him drink a Dr. Pepper, so (laughs) I, I I cannot be sure. He wasn't very Dolly or whatever they say. Man, I, it is sad. I'm a bald guy. I'm gonna look just like Pitbull on my wedding day. No, you're uh, you're like two Pitbulls stuck stacked on top. He's a short guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the double dog, just like when you eat two hot dogs at the same time. Exactly. We're gonna do it at the base at the basketball game later. No, we're not sitting together. Yes, we are. No way. Yes. I I got my seats. They're in two thirty. A dentist's favorite section. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Get a laugh with that bullshit. That's hilarious. I didn't see it coming. Two thirty, the dentist's favorite section to sit at a basketball game. I think that is um, what Nets super fan Mr. Whammy. I believe he is a dentist by day job. Mr. Whammy. Yeah. Well, let's get a teeth. Open your mouth. Let me get a look at your teeth. Wait, what the hell was I talking about? I'm I was sorry. telling some story. I forget what it about, was about uh, Mr. Sang in Miami. Oh yeah, yeah, your yeah. Photo shoot, your muscles, and <laughs> yeah, we had a contest. All the other guy, low level guys on the photo shoot, we all talked in the Bane voice exclusively yeah. all day. And he asked just very politely, hey, will you stop? And we're just like, no, nah, we can't, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone too deep at this point. Um, yeah. Well, what, wait, what was the point of that story? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted the listeners to this investing podcast to know how much I enjoy the doing Bane the Bane voice, voice before yeah. I ask them to trust me with their money. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah, I mean, we're the only uh, investors that do that. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, it no, w- you go to another. You go to a firm in Midtown. They're not going to do that for you. <laughs> no, they have very few impressions. Uh-huh. <laughs> they don't. They- and if you go to Midtown, wear your mask. And of course, it's a big day. You were right about some stuff. Tesla had their earnings report through the roof. They're up ten percent after market. Yeah, you hear that person who tweeted it? Joel was right. I was right the whole time. Please. I was right morally and ethically. From a fiscal perspective, you uh, might have been correct. Yes. And we we have a surprise later on in the show. Oh. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be happy to admit this. Ah. But there is a, a surprise that you, in particular, Matthew, may enjoy. Wow. Well, that's my own Wilson. Wow. That's the only. Wow. Wow. I went on a date a couple nights ago, and I and I just well, to that I say wow. wow. Did you scam them on the subway? <laughs> no, no, I didn't scam them. Uh, we went out though, and at one point, was oh, it bad that your sister listens to this? No. Okay. Fine. Shouts to Tiffany. You're a good friend, and we love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but sucks. at one point, I did. <laughs> at one point, I did go wow, and she goes, "You sound like Owen Wilson." And I didn't do the axe. I wasn't doing an axe. I just was like, "Wow," naturally. And then I really leaned into it, and she was very impressed. She should be. How, how did the rest of the date go? It was bad. We're not going to see each other again. So. All right. Wow. My guy. Wow. <laughs> Maybe she'll listen to this podcast. Oh, you I never hope know. not. She works for Google, so. Ooh, she knows. Does she know Apu? Maybe, probably not. There's like a thousand, a couple thousand people. There's at least a hundred people that work for Google. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> I tried to go there for lunch today. Couldn't happen. Yeah, actually, you know what? That's why I went on a date with Apu. Oh, you scoundrel! <laughs> he's. We talked about he, his marriage. He's a married man. Yeah, I know. Um well, what do you? What do Ooh, we got going on? Good news. The bookie's gotten back to me. Oh uh, yes, I'm placing bets. He will take your bet. All right. All right. Good deal. I thought that the fake news was kind of interesting. I was a it little was. worried about that. It is interesting, but and it turns out it's true. So Sprint and T-Mobile are looking to. They're looking to join. Yeah, we we covered that last week, and I guess this is when you give your earnings reports for a company because your fourth quarter ends on on New Year's Eve. Uh-huh. You have a month to get your numbers in order, and yep. now everyone's announcing them left and right. Yeah, yeah, it's a big day in the stock market. I think that's why Slack is down. I think Microsoft has some encouraging news about their messenger operation. Right, they're doing their earnings right now. Right, eventually when we have all this skin in the game, when we're just trading full time, twenty four seven days. Right. Night, you and me rails a coke. That's right. Floor to ceiling windows, not a shirt in sight. <laughs> exactly. Just you, me, and the sauna in the fine in the Wall Street Journal, and an IV to keep us hydrated. <laughs> oh, this, this is a when that happens. All we will be doing is following these earnings reports. Oh, for They'll sure. Be the biggest things in our lives. We're gonna do a tw- we'll do like they do in Keith and the Girl, the twenty four hour stream, but we'll just stream for days on end. Yeah, no, that's how long we'll be pissing <laughs> because we'll be so well hydrated <laughs> exactly. from our IVs. Exactly. Well, Boeing talking about earnings season. Boeing reported their first negative earnings since like in like was like ten years or since the nineties. Since like the nineties, they reported negative earnings for the first time since the nineties. I thought that was interesting. Very daunting stuff. Bad news for them. I mean, but I was talking to uh, Taylor Tiffany, uh, my sister Taylor Tiffany. Taylor uh, Dash Tiffany. She's the ultimate '80s baby. We were talking. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking today on the phone about how uh, we talked about this a little bit on the podcast. About how about Airbus is Airbus ordered more new planes than Boeing did for the first time in a long time. Airbus has taken over, which is interesting because I think Airbus is a terrible name. It's a, absolutely a terrible, unbelievable. Name. When you're in the sky, the last thing you want to be thinking about is buses uh, maybe air. I'm going to open up a we should start a company we'll start an airline we'll call it Air Yacht 
Oh, I like that. People want to be on yachts. Yep. And you know, it's it takes a lot less than you think for a company. We just need a little VC money. We uh-huh. we hire a marketing firm. Yep, yep. Like Let's get the one... real people who make money in this world, they don't do any real work. Absolutely not. Lift a pen. Was that? Would you hurt your arm lifting that pen? Signing stuff today? No way. No, absolutely not. But we... you know, we are this podcast. Um, we are. Really just fools. Uh-huh. And that's the realization I'm coming to. <laughs> every Wait, week, what? Every week I learn, I think I said it to Leif before we recorded, now that we know a little, I see how little we know. So, so deep. Yeah, I know. I'm a wise and intelligent man in, a, in addition to having great abs. It's true. You do have <laughs> great abs. Uh, I went to the gym today. I feel good. I had a very productive day today. Yeah, I woke up. Nice. I I fought with my girlfriend. Nice. I, oh no, no, my fiance. There you go. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> my fiance yelled at me for slamming a water bottle down on the counter. Mm. Wasn't good. Well, we been, made up. You've been warned a few times about that. So and it's a, it's really it's it's tough. We work together. We have a tough client. Uh-huh. And like she was hovering over me, telling me how to have a phone call with the client. It right, was right, right. very challenging for uh, us all, but uh, we, we work on our he, communication. Of every course, day. of course. You know, plus, you're planning a wedding. I mean, it's a lot. A lot yeah. of balls in the air right now. She's planning a wedding. She's just window shopping now. She It's her goal to just enjoy the process as much as she can and as she well should. She's just looking at every little place she can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, enjoy it while you can. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a rube. And I'm realizing, <laughs> I, I I talk about how I invest money like $500 a month into an account, mm-hmm. and it kind of has changed my life. But I was realizing I had no idea what any of that money was invested in. So I use a company called Wealthfront. Do you know what Wealthfront is, Matt? I'm, I'm familiar, but in case, uh, for the listeners, they may not be aware, it's kind of like an ETF Sort of thing, right? Where it's like it's act- you're investing in a company that in turn invests your money in a bunch of different things. Very good. It's actually like I, the technical designation. It's a robo advisor. You know what that is? I don't know, man. It sounds like a robot thing. I don't trust it already. Do you think it inv- it would invest in like robot things? They would like like motor oil, <laughs> pictures of power tools in brazier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Women washing, uh, dipping robots. Yeah. Anti John Henry propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love that steel driving man. They hate him. They don't want to hear anything about his heroic feats. Is that a true story? <laughs> yes. No way. Yeah, absolutely. It's got to be embellished, right? Okay. It's not a true story. But if, if the John Henry story was real, would where would he rank in the term of, in the like pantheon of. African American excellence. Is, uh, is he a bigger hero than Frederick Douglass? <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know. Perhaps <laughs> he's st- certainly stronger than Frederick Douglass. No, that's not necessarily true. Frederick Douglass had renowned. He had, was very renowned for his strong shoulders. Ah, uh, yes, exactly. He had to carry all that progress. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the guy that invented peanut butter? George Washington Carver. Ah, yes. Man. I'd say it's George Washington Carver, then uh, <laughs> then the steel driving man whose name I already forgot. John Henry. John Henry. Did the- you see that planters in lieu of the terrible Kobe Bryant news? I did it, see that. They announced that Mr. Peanut's funeral was canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. Wow. Yeah, that you, yeah, and people, 
But I'll tell you this. So they canceled the funeral, which I don't know if <laughs> they that were going to have it at the Super Bowl. They were going to bury Mr. Peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and but, it's very similar. This happened in wrestling before with a stock we covered la- a few weeks ago, WWE. Happened a few years ago to where B- Vince McMahon was supposed to die on screen as a character. Uh-huh. And the day before it, his death, Chris Benoit killed his family, so they canceled his funeral. So I, I didn't just, know that. Yeah, so I just imagine like Vince McMahon and Mr. Peanut hanging out saying we really got away with one. Yeah, yeah we dodged a bullet there. Um, well, here's my question. Are they canceling the funeral or are they canceling the death of Mr. Peanut? They're canceling the death. We lost Kobe. We we can't lose Mr. Peanut. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I did see that. It's crazy. Because I wonder what... Because the, they already had this stuff planned. I mean, it's already set in motion. Uh, they've already got the commercial probably made, so they're just going to burn... That's a- the ultimate bootleg now. <laughs> What's that? You find the Mr. Peanut funeral. Like, that shit's oh my been God. done. We should do that. We should make one, and we'll try and air it and make it convince <laughs> people it's the real one. It's the real deal. Yeah, we buy... Yeah, is it too late to crowdfund money for a Super Bowl ad? Hey, we need... Uh, listen, everybody, we're going to launch our Patreon. We need you to donate $3 million for two seconds of airtime during the Super Bowl. <laughs> It'll just be be me and Joel going, Mr. Peanut's dead! <laughs> and that'll be the end of it. No, I'll put... I'll, I'll f- I, we heard about the Mr. Pringle costume. Now I will make a phenomenal Mr. Peanut costume, and it'll be great. Mr. Peanut's been around... I mean, don't you think it's time he Mr. Peanut died? He's been around... He's 104 years old. <laughs> yeah, he served his time. Let's put him out the pasture. Yeah, he's all, he's got Alzheimer's. Yeah, exactly. He's nuts cracked, you know? Yeah, he keeps wandering around the yep. aisles of the Cracker Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's stealing. Exactly. <laughs> it was really disconcerting. I, I, I asked Mr. Peanut to watch his grandchild, and I watched as he put it in the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> he's got two monocles on. It's like... Dude, just wear glasses. You know, you don't have to wear two monocles. I'm stunned. I have never seen that in Brooklyn. <laughs> I saw. You've never. Have you ever? Have you ever talked to someone with a monocle? Um, it's. Un- I don't think I have. It's unbelievable. One time, I, wouldn't. I did a show. I wouldn't. <laughs> One time, I did a show, and at the end of the show, this guy came up to me at the end of the show, and he was like talking to me, and then he was wearing a monocle, and he in the middle of it poked like in mid conversation, took it off, and like wiped it with his glasses, then popped it back in, and I'm like, how am I supposed to sit here and act like I'm not talking? How to do Mr. you? Peanut? How do you wear a, a monocle? Do you just like kind of wink the whole time? <laughs> you hold it with your your eyebrow? I don't know. I don't either. But he wore it. It was attached to his shirt it was crazy i couldn't believe it how do you do i mean if there's anybody out there wearing a monocle why top hat cane mr peanut's just a pimp it's time he, time to time to put him out <laughs> well that's the that, that would be a great halloween costume right there mr peanut who's also a pimp yeah <laughs> it doesn't get cooler than that my friend <laughs> <laughs> where the honey roasted nuts at yeah, that's the one thing in the 90s that could have been cooler than the Make 7 Up Yours t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate pimp. I'm going to crack your nuts if you don't have my money. Yeah, and I don't mean to gloss over the Kobe Bryant stuff. It is not our job to cover that here, but I cannot even capture how upset I was about it. Yeah, I thought we weren't. I, I, didn't, I assume we wouldn't bring it up because it's truly devastating. Yeah, it is the saddest story of my lifetime, and I am surprised it didn't affect Nike stock in a positive way. You can probably get in on that. But it is, it is kind of touching. Like People are so touched by Kobe Bryant's death that even companies like StockX and StubHub are refusing to profit off it. I did see that. There, There's like a bunch of... We, we talked about this a couple episodes back, where 
people re- the whole consignment store and like reselling sneakers, they're putting a stop on that. They're not allowing the people to make a huge profit off these sneakers because people are bumping up the price on sneakers that were there are sneakers that are Kobe sneakers that are under two hundred dollars a couple weeks ago, and after it's passing, they're up over a couple thousand dollars. And they're like, we are not allowing you to profit off of a tragedy like this, which I respect. Yeah, really wonderful. You like to see the corporations step up, do the right thing, and these are young corporations and you it's nice to see them mirroring our values yeah so hats off to them and uh hey game time goat you're really making some money good for you guys too yeah well it is devastating though all the videos all the like shaquille o'neal everybody's posting videos i I haven't cried i've never cried over a celebrity death but uh there's been some tears some tears oh yes a terrible story I, I I found out Sunday morning, I listened to the Lakers theme song on the way to my pickup run, uh-huh. and then it was a beautiful tribute to Kobe Bryant, uh, games on the line, I'm open underneath the basket, and my teammate takes and misses a contested three-pointer. Kobe would have been real proud of that, so <laughs> he's being honored in our pickup run. Yeah. I got benched in a in a in a basketball game since we last recorded. It was really hard. When for was the last time that happened to you? Uh, never in my like maybe in my like li- oh. maybe like ninth grade. I got benched one time. Who benched you? You have a coach? No, it's just like a pickup team, and some people pay for the game, and wow. I'm like a ringer. But I came in, I keyed a 12-0 run, and then they pulled me out of the game, didn't play again. Wow. Did you guys win? No, we lost by 20 points. Aye. <laughs> it's like these fucking idiots. Well. Even the other team was like, hey, why don't they give you the ball? Why aren't they playing you? So I just had to get into that. Anyway, what I'm trying to talk about is I'm a, I'm a dang mm-hmm. rube. I don't know what I'm doing. So back in the day, around six years ago, I inherited $10,000. Um, I had a handicapped aunt. I was good to her. Her car got stolen one time, so I stole it back for her. We had we I facilitated her like making peace with my dad before she passed. Can so you, I don't want to de- I don't want to derail you again. Oh, no, go derail, baby. But can you tell the story about how you stole the car back? <laughs> well, she was severely handicapped. She had a like a caretaker, mm-hmm. and so the caretaker took her car, mm-hmm. and I was only in town for Christmas and the holidays, uh-huh. so. Christmas morning, I found this guy's address. I went over to his house. Right. I yelled at him in front of his family. Uh-huh. And later that night, the car was returned. Oh, too. he brought it back. Yeah, yeah. We got the we got the car back. Nice. That's great. Yeah, it was a nice moment for us all. Absolutely. Standing up for um, someone who wasn't able to stand up for themselves. Yeah. And he got popped. I did. He did go to jail for like taking her money, taking her car. He really took advantage of her. So when she happened to leave this earth, they they took care of me. So I got $10,000, and I asked my buddy Luke. He works in software development. He's the only, like, successful person I knew at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, what, 27 years old? I didn't know anyone with money. Right. And he's like, what are you going to do? He's like, put your money in Wealthfront. And oh, okay, so this was recommended to you by... Yeah, it was okay. recommended to him. And I asked him yesterday, like, hey, why'd you recommend Wealthfront to me? And he told me, like... Yeah, it's just uh, what other people were investing in. Okay. Does he use it himself then? Yeah, I think he uses it himself. And so over the course of the past few years, I've just been throwing in 500. I am up like, I think, 54%, which is pretty darn good. Over how many, over how long is that? Over six years. It's like 8.85% a year or something like that. Nice. That's good growth. I had no idea like what it was, right. where any money was. So right. I went around and I actually figured out 
where I keep my money. So Wealthfront, it's a, it's actually an ETF. So ETF, you, you kind of explained what it was earlier. So it's like ETFs, like I try to figure out what they were, right? It's yeah. It's like it's it's a stock for a bunch of funds. Basically, yeah. So it's like there's like ETFs for a lot of things. There's like a video game ETF. There's all kinds of different types of things, and it's basically like a bunch of yeah. It's just a bunch of stocks that are all doing the same thing that add to one big thing. I don't know if that makes that's not a very good way to describe. No, no, it, that's but. right. And, and Wealthfront is kind of it markets itself as like we buy stocks based on an algorithm. Mm-hmm. There's a you tell us your risk tolerance. In my instance, it's a nine because mm-hmm. I like to live dangerously. Yeah, you're a gambler. Yeah, I'm Joel Akowski, and I am a professional. I got a nine on my risk tolerance. That's right. And I looked at it, and they supposedly move your spread your money across six different marketplaces. Uh huh. So it is like never too affected. And I right. finally looked good into diversification. It, and it's just like twelve different ETFs. Okay. So every every month, I I I, I put in money, and it just buys like another ATF stock or something. How do they take a percentage or do they take a commission or? No, nah, their fees are pretty good. They're kind of in the, the like Vanguard model where it's just like pretty low overhead. You don't pay too much to have your money managed. Okay. And they do a good job of managing your tax loss. Your they harvest tax losses. Do you know what that is? I don't. Tax losses is like that's it, when you have a stock that's down. And you don't think it'll recover, you just sell it. Okay. Because then you can just write off that loss. Oh, I spilled a little water. I was so into it. I didn't spill much, but... It's okay. I got it. Jeez, we're really fucking up here. That's <laughs> okay. It's not a lot of water. Now we got two producers who hate us. Yeah, I got... Hey, I know you guys can't see us, but while I said this story that was audio only, I made the point to do a big gesture and I knocked over a glass of water. So we have that. It's okay. Um, now your cup's empty and you're pretending to drink. No. Oh, oh, oh. I nabbed a little bit there. <laughs> you want to say something to me? No, absolutely not. You're going to give him more water? <laughs> yeah. My God. <laughs> I have the trust of this man. Yeah. So I, I want to go through the six different ways my money's invested. Yeah, let's break down these ETFs. Are you? Oh. In... Go ahead. So U.S. stocks yeah. up 91%. Okay. 35%. Of my entire portfolio, and it's just a Vanguard's total stock market VTF. Okay. So this complex, cutting-edge, technological marvel of an algorithm took my money, and they invested it into Vanguard. (laughs) Even robots are like, it's the way to go. I mean, I've had a stock market podcast for, what, six months now? Uh Uh-huh. And if you gave me the... Your money to manage it, like, hey, you want? I want to have a good life. I would just put it into Vanguard. It's the obvious thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. And you're as smart as a robot. I am as smart as a robot. Let me. And, and I looked at these these stocks, and they're all stocks we talk about on the podcast. Really? I own Tesla. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's bad news. I own Boeing. I even own our beloved Coles, where you got your watch what? from. <laughs> So when your mom spent that seven grand on your new watch so you can feel comfortable walking past black people in your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know why I said that. (laughs) Well, you know, it's a nice, I get a lot of compliments I got got a piece of that. Yeah, thank you. So it's really lovely. Well, thank you for the uh, watch. I appreciate it. 
yeah, no problem. We're splitting it. And I get that it's like pretty simple, but Wealthfront manages $11.4 billion in assets. How much did, do, now you probably don't remember this. How, how much? No, did, I'm responsible for $11.3 billion of that. How much did Vanguard, how much does Vanguard? Vanguard, like all my money that I've given to this company, they just took basically all of it and put it into Vanguard. So you could just put it in Vanguard and cut out Wealthfront. Yeah, absolutely. I should really just buy this one Vanguard Total Stock Market VTF. Yeah. And I didn't realize, like, I can just log in and look at how these individual stocks are doing. Like, That's there's charts of them. Like, I didn't, and like, when I've called them before, like, I've put in, I've called them and be like, hey, can we get in on Beyond Burger? What are you doing with their my money? And really, like, it's the ultimate snake oil sales scheme. Right. They're not doing anything especially complicated or risky with it. They just took the most basic level of like wealth cultivation, like the simplest strategy. They put it under the facade of a tech company and people are throwing their money at it and losing their minds. Wow. That's it. Yeah. They have a perfect, uh, it's a perfect business strategy. Yeah. And I, I've been investing in these people for over five years, I saw a gain, so I didn't question about it. And now I know enough to know that I know nothing. That's that's what this entire episode's about. Yeah. That's a skill, though. A lot of people don't know enough to know they know nothing. A lot of people are so blind to things that they have no clue. Yeah. And like, I, yeah. So now it's I've like, been investing for, for six years, and yesterday... I learned that an ETF is a public security that trades like a stock and serves a proxy for a group. And I, can I, I explain to you what that is? No. But we just explained it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I fucking know what it is. I knew what it was the whole time. Uh, yeah. That's, so that's interesting. So you're invested in Tesla like me. Yeah, I've, the only thing they've lost money in was um, there's a Vanguard Energy ETF that went down 20% in 2018. So I ate that. But aside from that, that's where my money is. I've got a lot of oil futures, bonds, foreign currencies, even some gold bars. Suck it, Bacchus. Oh, fuck. I sold my gold. <laughs> yeah. But I, I made a pretty good I made a pretty good penny off of why it. Why don't we just start, in, start like... Uh, a real snake. We, we'll start a, a robo advisor, but we'll dress up. It'll be a sex robot advisor. That's kind of what this podcast is. We're robo. We're po- we're podcast advisors. Yeah, you can't tell, but we are dressed as robots right now. Uh huh. That's where the clanging is. Those are my elbows. <laughs> Metal elbows. Um. Yeah. I uh. I got to in- I got to invest in something. I want to buy more stocks. I want to buy something else. You're trying to lock up some medieval prisoners, or what? Exactly. I got. I, got, I need more chainmail and shackles. Shack- so, what stocks do you want to buy? The shackle market. Uh, I don't. I don't really know, honestly. I just would like to buy. I want to. I want to buy something. You know? Don't you ever get the urge to just buy something? <laughs> I want to buy something. Okay, so. <laughs> Listen to this what? finance podcast. I want to buy stocks. Couldn't tell you which ones. I don't, I don't know which. <laughs> I don't know which ones yet. I got to do some research, but I'm looking to buy. So if you got any recommendations, I'm in the market to buy. <laughs> you, know, you know that's like your job. 
on the you that you host the show. I know, right? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I haven't had the chance to look into what I was going to buy. I bought Pinterest last week. Pinterest is good. Pinterest is up. Oh, you should have bought Pinterest two weeks ago. Yeah, we but know, you know about it. Yeah, but you know you, you should have. You lost eight dollars because you were tardy. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tardy to the party. What can I do? Um, it's okay. I you know I, I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about the future. What's going to happen? We're only a month into January. A month into January. We're a year into the year. A month and it's into the year. It's going to be a I good stock market year because usually you can tell right away because weather. The Christmas bump will go away in January, uh-huh. and it's almost February, and the Christmas bump is still here. Right. Um, I mean, once the corona- I feel like that'd be a good way of describing a pregnant lady too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, once the coronavirus is eliminated, I think the market will stabilize a little bit. We're closer to a trade deal with China. Uh, things are going to get better. So it's like we got to find a way to take advantage now. And things are already good. If you, if you just have money, put it in the market. Get an ETF. Join Wealthfront. Don't think twice about it. And then you'll be sitting on a pile of money someday. Yeah, we'll meet back here in a year to discuss. And I do think that, you know, we might want to do... You might want to invest a little bit in Nike right now. So I think they're going to, about to make some money off certain situations. I, I don't think they are as compassionate as their compatriots, StockX, SeatGeek. I don't think they're, but they're not raising their money. They're not raising the cost of these things. They're just yeah, but not they're going to be issuing them. a lot. And Nike stock's down a little bit right now. So you can get it on the low. Um, and it's a big part of their calendar, you know. Like if you, if with Nike being down at the moment, you see in the next two weekends we have the Super Bowl and the NBA All Star Game, right? Which are two of the biggest um, events for Nike in terms of visibility. So right. if you put that in like one of the face of the company's like morning, like I think Nike will be able to exploit the situation and the calendar in their favor. I um I am ex- I'm very excited for the Super Bowl because well, another thing to pay attention to during the Super Bowl is uh, pay attention to the ads. We all know that the ads are a huge deal, but I don't think people think people tend to forget about the cost. I kind of mentioned it earlier, but a um <clears throat> a Super Bowl ad is crazy expensive. I can't remember what the numbers are. Um, in fact, I'm gonna I'll look this up, but. Uh, I think it is like $3 million for 30 seconds. It, yeah, it's crazy expensive. So think about it like that. If you can look at the look at the ads and just know that the companies that are that are being shown to you during the Super Bowl, I mean, millions of dollars being spent for seconds of your time. Um, and I think that's very interesting, and that is something to look for, what ads are going to be up. I, I heard there's going to be a Netflix ad during the Super Bowl, which I think is a very telling thing for as far as streaming goes, um, because Netflix, they already spend billions of dollars paying comedians and paying actors and budgets for shows. So then on top of that, they're spending billions of dollars just to promote their stuff during the Super Bowl. I think that's very telling as far as how they're doing uh, maybe financially, if they're willing uh, to How to many do... years until the Super Bowl is on Netflix? Okay, well, I mean... Like, what would the o- Vegas over-under for that be? Well, that's interesting, because where's the, where's the Super Bowl airing now? Is it on NBC? Uh, this year, I believe it's on CBS. It kind of rotates around the four... The four big four ones. Cable com- the four broadcast companies that have the rights to the NFL, ESPN, NBC, Fox... CBS, so it rotates among those. I don't think it ever actually hits ESPN. I think that it goes to ABC in that instance, right? So that is interesting because it's been like that for years. I mean, they've had the rights locked down for the Super Bowl for 
ever. And it's negotiated like years in advance. But in the past three years, we've seen Amazon start to broadcast Thursday night football and especially like have kind of web exclusive content. The NFL has has like experimented with there being an app to watch the game on. So I think for like a streaming Super Bowl, probably four and a half years. Interesting. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I that's it's an interesting thought because I know Netflix is. I mean, they're always trying to get involved and diversify and all that stuff. So yeah, in the way that the live sports is the one bastion of not on demand entertainment. But, the NFL has such a monopoly over their broadcast rights that you have to really jump through their hoops to see what you want to see. Well, in Amazon, Hulu, they have live stuff. Right, they, Netflix doesn't have anything live. There's never they haven't done they've never done anything live streaming on Netflix. Right? Am I wrong? No, I don't think they ever have. Yeah. Amazon's done a few events, but... Yeah, and that's... Uh, I guess, I mean, that's where they could head next, I suppose. They're, you have to try and compete. But there's all this... Uh, I, I saw an article the other day that it was said that it was very... There's, like, fatigue. I mean, there's... Fatigue happens in the market. Fatigue happens in everyday life with things where you see, you know, there's superhero fatigue, yeah, all these I, superhero movies. Wake, streaming fatigue. Wake me up when season three of You comes out. Did you like <laughs> that show? Yeah, it's the only good television show. It's crazy because I watched the whole thing, and I don't think I liked it, but I watched the whole thing... And I couldn't stop watching it's it. It's easy to consume, right? That's crazy. They must have done some really focus grouped stuff. And I, I wish we could find out years from now, we're going to find out about the subliminal messaging in all these streaming contents. It's wild. And there were so many parts of it that I'm like, were there, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but people were murdered on the show. And they just gloss over it where they're like, well, that happened. It's like other shows, like Breaking Bad and other shows... That's like an issue. When someone dies in a show, it's an issue that they have to then overcome. But in this show, somebody dies and it's not they don't mention it again. He just is like, Yeah, I burned the body. It's fine. It's like it's yeah, not my, that my biggest issue with you is it's rampant disregard for human mortality. We're all fragile. We should be celebrated in you. It's just incorrigible. It's just like it's just crazy to me that there's just so they just gloss over things that would be a huge. There would be multiple episodes done on a death in some shows, but on you, they're like, yeah, we just I took care of. Yeah, it. who cares? Hang out with that creepy, sexy ass stalker. Yeah. Let's see what forty's up to. You can see what an LA UCB party's like. like yeah, that's what that show's like. It's just about making fun of Los Angeles and New York, and it's set up like a murder show. So none of the murder really matters. It's actually just social commentary put through the lens of the show so in that regard i would call it a good show i like i said i watched the whole thing i watched it all you know within a couple days but I, I i was i kept finding myself being like why am i doing this i always like to watch that show whenever joe does something bad i just go you yeah <laughs> <laughs> um well i think we're coming up on about F- time. 50 minutes Fif- i think we did a good episode 40 42 minutes so we got 42 minutes. We're going we're to wrap up here in the next four or five, two or five. Yeah, two do three. you have anything to plug? Um, nothing really. I'm going to be at Freehold, February 3rd, Freehold for Lobby Comedy. The lineup is sick. It's that insane. You, yeah, that's, where is Freehold? It's in Brooklyn. It's off the Bedford L. It's like an eight-minute walk from the Bedford L. Whose show is that? That's a good... Dan Davies. Yeah, the lineup is insane. Uh, the lineup... And they did a nice little illustration of you. Yeah. So Freehold, uh, Lobby Comedy, hosted by Matt Pavich, Dan Davies. The lineup is as follows. Chris Gethard, Stavros Halkius, uh, Jordan Jensen, Mark Normand, uh, me, um, Ian, Laura, and 
I forget somebody else. I can't uh, can't remember. I'm forgetting somebody. I apologize. Oh, I think it's T.J. Miller. No, not T.J. Miller. But <laughs> the line Glazer? of the sick. So not him either. He's <laughs> the he, triumphant return. Yeah, maybe he'll be in another Super Bowl commercial. Wasn't he in a Super Bowl <laughs> yeah, commercial? Yeah, he was. He was. He was dressed like an Indianapolis Colts fan. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> He yeah. was. Um, yeah, so come to that. Lobby Comedy, uh, February 3rd. Um, and then I've got a bunch of dates in L.A. and Austin in February as well. So check out my Instagram for that. Um, other than that, uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. Do you have anything you want to? Yeah, you should all, um, in a couple of days, my last roast battle will be up on YouTube at the New York Comedy Club channel. You should check it out. It was really just such a fun evening, such a fun battle, such a good show. My doorman came out for the show. Did he really? Yeah, two of them. Oh, wow. Well, we have friend of the show, They're friends, Renzo, huh? They hang out together. And then we have Bert. Renzo and Bert. Right, yeah, Renzo like and Bert. Bert and Ernie. <laughs> a little bit. Well, I think they both have the same shaped head, so it's kind of like Bert and Bert. Bert and Bert. Um, <laughs> Actually, more more of an Ernie and Ernie. Dude. Ernie I'm and Ernie. thinking about the phrenology of it really closely for a second. I uh, I heard that you did really well on that roast. Yeah, ooh, the the word is out. Word is spreading. No, it was a great time. We had a great heckler um, escorted out. Nice. That's always... We had the cruelest heckler. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> there was this kid bombing in one of the earlier battles. And like he did some like a bunch of coffee puns, and this heckler in the front was just like, "You're less than funny. You're less than funny." Whispering? Just really getting in the guy's ear. It was oh my, disgusting. Oh my it was god. so mean and gross. Was it Joe from you? It was close to it actually. Oh my god! And then he gave Ariel Elias a Bronx cheer, so everyone walked him out. And then one of the judges got with his girl, I believe. Really, you love to see it. Everybody Beautiful won. evening. <laughs> and then uh, you know, I, my doorman. He really likes to straddle the line. I know he listens to this podcast. It's probably the highlight of his week. I know he loves it. Uh-huh. Do you think this is weird? He, I gave him my phone number. Now he'll take pictures weird. of me in the elevator and text them to me, which is the captions, looking like a stud. I think it's weird. <laughs> I think it's weird that you gave it to him in the first place. Why did you give him your phone number? Well, I want to be his friend. Truth be told, I did give him a tray of rather potent weed brownies. Oh, uh-huh, okay. And he asked me to make him more weed brownies next week, which is another hole to do. Yeah. What, is he think weed is free? Nah, he pays for them, but like oh, okay. it's a big... I was like, hey, I can give you some butter. He's like, no, I want brownies. Like, well, the butter's way more convenient. He's like, well, I think the brownies are best. Like, take the hint, man. Take the dang butter. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, obviously... Now, you can put butter on anything. Put the butter in your mashed potatoes. I don't man, care. This is the least efficient method of communication because <laughs> I really just have to deliver this message to my doorman, <laughs> yeah. and I could call him. I could text him. I could literally walk downstairs. Yeah, but instead he has to hear it in the podcast <laughs> yeah. form. Hey, uh, what? Why don't you listen to the very end, brother? <laughs> I got a message about what to expect from me. <laughs> yeah, and I'm definitely gonna gonna get that guy fired. The child pornography bit has really only escalated. I should explain what <laughs> I can't just be like, yeah. <laughs> so we see each other in the lobby. It's like, hey, um, you left your child pornography in my apartment. And it's like, well, no, no, you left your child pornography in the front desk. He says that? And we do it oh, to that's each funny. other. That's yeah, funny, it's a though. good he goof. Plays along. But it's a good goof for um, us, but no one else in, in the, the building, building thinks it's funny. Yeah. Shit, I live in that fancy building. I've never looked at the sex offender registry. Oh, yeah. I bet some of them live in your building. Yeah, I bet I can find out, like, um, what units they are even, and then we can go pedophile trick-or-treating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll just ring their bell and punch them in the nose when they answer. 
Uh, maybe not. Um, all right. Well, that's how we're going to the episode. Uh, punch pedophiles in the face. Um, uh, yeah, Renzo, rotten hell. Nope, don't, um, nope. We need you. We need listeners. Don't say that. Uh, thank you for listening. I appreciate, like I said, shout out to all the people that found me on Keith and the Girl. Uh, this is um, a very fun podcast. I hope you had fun listening to it. Uh, we love doing it. Um, yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. I, uh, sorry, Renzo. We love you. You are our friend and we appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you for guarding the door. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Mm.